time for Coffee with the Chicken Ladies, a podcast for people who love chickens. Hey everybody and welcome. It's Christine Holly from Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. We're here and this is episode number 12 of our podcast where we talk about everything chicken, family, fun, and more chickens. More chickens. We drink a ton. I'm talking a ton of coffee, but most importantly, we hug our chickens every day. Every day. Don't forget to hug your chicken. We brew coffee from a local coffee house here in Bel Air, Maryland. Coffee, coffee. What kind of coffee are we brewing today, Holly Ann? We're still drinking Snickerdoodles. Snickerdoodle. It's good. It's delicious. Yeah. So if you love delicious coffee and scones and cookies and you're local, head on over to Coffee Coffee. You will not be disappointed. Okay. February, blah. Yeah, blah. Snow, blah. There's like six inches on the ground right now and there's more coming. Blah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we need to talk about something else. We need to not talk about weather-related stuff in here because it's depressing. It is. So let's move on. So anything new with you? I found a new chicken mug in the thrift store. What? Yeah, it's really cute, too. Even the um, kid that was checking me out was like, wow, that's a really cute mug. That's awesome. Yeah. I love finding chicken mugs, but where I go is I come home with the chicken mug, and then Joe's saying, where are you going to put the chicken mug? Because your cabinets are filled? They're full of mugs. Well, you know what that means. Those vacation mugs have to go. I know. I mean, those are, it's funny. Those are always the first ones right. to go. Yeah. I'm like, uh, please, which one? Florida, North Carolina? Caribbean cruise, you are out of there. Your days are done. Although I wouldn't take a Costa Rica one. I'd be like, no, I need that one. Like when you go to Key West, you can find all the mugs with chickens on them. Oh, yeah. The big feral chicken so, colony. Or is it the same in Costa Rica? They have chicken mugs there, too. Uh-huh. It's so funny, though, because I the other day, that same thing happened to me. We had an extra mug somehow because you know me and, chi- and chicken mugs and thrift stores. <laughs> yes. So we, I got one, and Joe was like, where are you putting that mug? And I'm like, well, I think the Outer Banks one that I bought has a little chip in it, oh. so that had to go. But, you Bye-bye. know, whenever I go on vacation, I do buy a mug to use for the week. Yeah. Then they're like four or five bucks. So it's like, eh, we'll get one next time we go. There you go. So, yeah, that's cool. Did you find anything else? On a subsequent trip, I found this really interesting dish. It's like this giant, shallow, hen-shaped white ceramic bowl. I've never seen anything like it, and I haven't been able to identify it, you know, by, like, the ceramic maker or anything like that. That sounds cool. Remember when we're putting stuff out to eat, we can use it. Oh, yeah, we really could. It would be great with, um, well, you could fill it with eggs for one thing, but it's big. You know it would look amazing in there, like muffins wrapped up in a towel? Muffins. Yeah. Or something that big, you could even do, like, a soup bowl or salad bowl. It would definitely be a good salad bowl, yeah. That with the greens in there? If it was all white? That would work. In the news lately, you're hearing about COVID fatigue, which is people just being tired of being shut in. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a total homebody, as you know. Yes. And the only place that I have COVID fatigue showing up is my inability to go thrifting. (laughs) I love thrifting. Do you realize how much we were in thrift stores before COVID? Oh, my God. But I found some really cool stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and a lot of chicken stuff. So Tons of chicken stuff. In fact, before you got here this morning, I ran out. I'm jealous. I'm totally jealous. I because on Fridays they have a half price day. Oh, for the whole store. Nice. So I went in there just to look for chicken stuff. It was a no go. Okay, but um, miss you know it. Either you get something or you don't. Right, right. It's you know good or bad. So 
I'm waiting for spring. I'm waiting for flowers. Right? Can't wait till we can plant some stuff. Yeah. We have some neat ideas for the spring coming up. Yes. So we're excited. It's going to be fun. Definitely going to be fun. We're going to celebrate spring because my heavens, this has been a long winter. It has. But before we do that, <laughs> <laughs> yes. let me just take a minute to tell everybody about I Will, I will Move, Move Farm. Farm. It's a woman-owned, family-run, all-natural chicken tree company in the Midwest. And we love supporting those woman-owned businesses. Yes. They make 100% all-American oven-dried black soldier fly grubs for all types of poultry. So if you have turkeys, geese, ducks, chickens, peacocks, every, maybe, yeah. A peacock. Why not? They're all going to love these grubs. They're great. They see this blue bag and they come running. They do come running. Absolutely. These grubs are high in calcium and packed with protein to help with going into the spring and laying these harbor shell eggs. We're coming up on egg season. So we need to prepare them. Yeah. Do you know the other thing that Iowa Blue has, which is amazing to me? Organic layer feed. It is amazing. Yes, you it should is. see this food. It is packed full of awesome stuff. I've got to tell you, when that came in the mail, we opened that bag up and took a look at that feed. It looks really good. Yes. It's amazing. Our chickens are going to be eating yes. it, and you want your chickens to be eating this stuff, too. There's also a grower formula for chicks in the spring. Yay! Again, back to the spring. We can't wait. So, if you haven't checked them out yet, go to iowabluefarm.com and take a look at their website at their grubs and their organic feed. And, again, it's baked with love. Shipped with care and shipping is always free. Okay, so now we can move on to our breed spotlight. Ta-da. Little flourish. It was. Well, that's fitting because we're going to talk about one of the most popular chickens in existence. It really is. It really is, yeah. It is the silky. The silky chicken. Originated in Asia, usually called the silky, sometimes called the Chinese silk chicken. Yeah, a lot of chickens have started in Asia. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a breeding ground for chickens over there. I would say so. And you know what's really cool about suckies? They have some really cool feathers. They do. So their most outstanding feature is the fact that their feathers are silked. So unlike other breeds of chickens, the feathers are missing the barbicels. The barbicels hold all that floofy feather stuff together. They hold all the moisture from going through the feathers right. into and their skin. So basically, if you have a chicken outside... And it's a cold rain. Those feathers are going to hold together, and that water is not going to make it to the skin of that chicken. Right. With the silky, the water will penetrate the feather because they don't have barbicels. They do not have the waterproofing, right? So let's just go on. Like, that was just a little tidbit I threw in there. Yeah, I mean, really, that's the, that's the most outstanding feature about them are the silked feathers. In the United States, virtually all silkies are bantam-sized. They're all little. Yeah. Which, again, puts into their little cuddliness. Yeah. And the big thing is, they have some of the best personalities. And they're supposed to be some of the best chickens with children and families. Yeah. And they're they're a really, really old breed. And it's probably one of the reasons they've been around so long. At least since the 13th century. That is a long time. It really is. In some writings, Marco Polo mentioned a silky or furry chicken. Marco. Polo. <laughs> I do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like back to being 13 and in a swimming pool. Right, right. You hear Marco Polo and everybody. Marco. Polo. 
Okay, so we'll go on. They they definitely are, you know, an older, older breed. Yeah, their appearance is really unique for, for chickens. Do you know what I love about them? The teal earlobes. The earlobes are fascinating. They yeah. almost look like they have jewels because they're like they a different earrings. color. When you look at the yeah. teal, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And they, they have like a smaller walnut comb. They don't have like the big. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you get this chicken, you have to be willing to not have them outside in the cold. Right. They need adequate shelter. And if they do get wet, you really need to get them dried off pretty quickly. Pretty because quickly. Because they can become hypothermic very quickly because in cold, wet weather. the feathers are on their legs and their feet. Right. So and they are top of their head, their face. Everywhere. So they don't really have protection. So right. that was one of the things about the silky is if you're going to get a silky, Generally, there's a big thing out now with house chickens. We think it's great. Right. But if you're going to get a silky, chances are you could potentially have part of a house chicken. Yeah, I mean, they're very, they are decent layers. I think they lay about three eggs a week. Right. Small, white or cream color. They're really famous for their broodiness, and they're used to hatch a lot of other breeds. They say that they get so broody, they can hatch rock. (laughs) <laughs> That's a saying that I've heard along the way. I've heard it too. I've heard it too. What's really funny, my honeysuckle is half Swedish flower and half silky. Right. And when I got her, the lady who bred her had a really funny story. So this lady keeps silkies to hatch her Swedish flowers. Right. And at the time, she had one beautiful rooster, Sweet William. Okay. And he had fertilized a bunch of Swedish flower eggs. Okay. So she tucked a clutch of Swedish flower eggs under a broody silky. Okay. And checked them. And, you know, the, the silky did her deal. You know, she, she sat on the eggs. She sat on the eggs. Got to about the 28-day mark. They started hatching. Well, once they were all hatched and my friend took a look at them, she realized that they were crosses. They were half silky and half <laughs> Swedish flower. She could not figure this out. She knew she had put Swedish flower eggs under right. the head. She knew it. So when the the hens started taking the chicks outside right. for prolonged periods of time, they were out of the box, and she got into that coop and started digging around in all the bedding. Right. And she found every single Swedish flower egg buried in the coop. So she did. She just pushed those Swedish flower eggs she out. She rolled and, them out and rolled silky eggs And then rolled in. her own eggs under yeah. She said, I'm not hatching somebody exactly. else's eggs. Are you crazy? And they were the motliest crew of chicks you want to see. <laughs> Some of them had leg feathers. Some of them had crests. Some of them had beards. They were really cute. So that's where my honeysuckle came from. That's cute. Yeah. The other really fun thing about the silky is that they have five toes. They're polydactyl. Polydactyl. I know you love that. I love that because being a vet tech so long in the field, we would love cats that would come in polydactyl. Like the Hemingway cats. Yeah, like with double dew claws. Uh And then we would always love to say polydactyl. As we said, the silkies are crested. A lot of them have beards as well. Not all, but a lot of them do. So there's some grooming also involved with these chickens. Yeah, so birds with heavily feathered crests and faces may need some trimming around their eyes so so they they can can see. see. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't really want to put these chickens out free-ranging without supervision. Yeah. Even the honeysuckle, who's half silky, I have to trim her big crests every now and again. Yeah, I mean, because they want to be able, you want them to see. So grooming and keeping them warm all go into these chickens. But what far outweighs everything is their personality, and it's well worth it. Definitely. For people who really want this type of chicken. The fun fact that I found is there's all these things stating that the silky bonds to a person like a dog bonds to a person. Really? Yeah. So they tend to follow the person around. They want to be with them. 
and it, it was just so cute. They're definitely a huggable chicken. They really are. I mean, I know they're very popular for showing. A lot of people breed them as, as because they're beautiful. Who, right, breed them as an ornamental breed. Oh, now, there's another fun fact about silkies that we didn't mention. What's that? That they're black. Oh, yeah, skin, they're skin bones, and bones. All the way down. They're completely black. Yeah. All the way through. So, you know, it's all part. And then you can see it if they got wet because right. everything. The dark skin underneath. Yeah. Exactly. So they're just a really, really cool chicken breed that we love. And we have a surprise interview coming up later with we someone do. who has silky. So right. that's going to be fun. So all these really nice things about the silkies, their gentleness, the fact that they need some help in cold and wet weather. Right. A lot of those things contribute to the fact that silkies are one of the most popular house chickens. They are. But oh, one thing I forgot is they're, you're not able to sex a silky, as right? A as a chick. Yeah, it's hard So to you're going to be getting pullets or your cockerels a little older. Right. If you care, if you like want right. to know you what can they get are. Silky chick straight run. Straight run, but you're not going to be able but to sex them. You're not going to be able to sex them for a little while. Definitely. I, I've been told it's really hard even for experts to do it. Yeah. So you have to be like great with the mixed bag of not knowing what you're going <laughs> to get or wait till that six months. Right. And I mean, everything that we're reading is that they're, you know, great. I mean, they're not going to be a big egg chicken. Three right. eggs a week is... It's reasonable. It's reasonable, yeah. but they're not going to be bringing you in a lot of eggs. Right. They're more of a companion. If you're interested in breeding, they're probably an excellent counterpoint to the Mediterraneans. Yeah. Where the hens aren't setters. Yes. But your silky could hatch As for long you. as they don't roll out those eggs right? and put the other eggs under them. That is the funniest story. As long as they don't do that. So are we ready to move on to our so. main topic? Yeah. And our main topic this week is going to be house chickens. House chickens. And house chickens, we we wanted to talk about this along with silkies because a lot of silkies are house chickens. Yes. They make awesome house pets. They really do. Surprisingly great. We are for house chickens. Absolutely. And they're social. They're funny. And there's... They make really cute noises. They do. And now there's other things that you can do to help chicken diapers and different things to help clean up. The chicken so, diaper really is... It goes a long way. It's to, come a long way, yeah, too. Yeah. And it's super cute. I mean... It is pretty cute. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. So what we wanted to talk about is sometimes why chickens end up in the house in the first place. Right. So sometimes chickens end up in the house because of illness. Yeah. So... Our rooster Casper, the Swedish flower rooster, right. developed bumblefoot. We're pretty sure it was from a puncture wound. Okay. Um, because when we moved, I went into that coop to really dismantle things, and I found some old rusty chicken wire okay. that was embedded under some uh, some vegetation. It was clearly there before we moved in there. Okay. And I think the chickens had just uncovered it. Oh, man. So we're pretty sure that was the puncture wound. And it was a terrible case of bumblefoot, if you remember. I remember him and being in the basement. Yeah. So he had surgery a few times. <laughs> and he couldn't be outside because he couldn't get any dirt in this. In yeah. The so he lived in the house for several months. Oh, yeah. And I will say that we did eventually move him and one of his girlfriends down to the basement to sleep at night. And that's because the very first night that we had him in the house, right. we weren't even thinking about the fact that he would start to crow at 4 a.m. That was, was closer to 5, but yeah, as soon as he saw some light outside. And my house is small. So chicken in the dining room is practically chicken in the bedroom. Oh, and yeah. when he crowed, 
Pete and I, I think we sat up straight in bed having matching heart attacks. <laughs> oh, my heavens. But he was he was with us all day during the day. And it I was just, really cute. I remember the girls loving to go over and just see him <laughs> down in him. the basement. I mean, like, uh, yeah, Casper, the rooster, is in the basement. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. They would go down there and just say hi to him. Well, once And he, he would be like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's a good crower. Once he was able to go outside, he had, we always kept a girlfriend with him. Oh, keep yeah. Company, but once he was able to go outside. He's back was, out there now. He's in a special needs coop with his wife, Honeysuckle. Special Speaking needs. Of Honeysuckle. Yeah. I mean, we like, we all have some special needs chickens sometimes that come and go. And, yeah. You know, they're I think near, that's another topic. For, that's another yeah, topic. And they're yeah. near and dear to your heart. But yes. that's the reason why some of these chickens become exactly. house chickens. And that's one of the things. And the other thing is that, like the silky, they can't take the environment. Right. So you need to make provisions for them. Yeah. Some of the smaller breeds can't take bad winters. The delicate bantam, yeah. They can't Some take being out birds. there, so yep. they have to come in. Now, and you can even potty train. That's right, Jeannie Keys. When we were talking had, to Jeannie. Yeah, she had potty trained sprinkles. Sprinkles. Yes. She never went in the coop. Right. She would always come out of the coop and then go. Yeah. So that brings us to the other thing is you can even order indoor chicken coops. Right. And some of those are beautiful. We were looking at them. They're actually gorgeous and yeah. they're beautiful pieces of furniture. They are. And it's no different from having, say, a guinea pig or anything a else. fancy parrot. Yeah, which I have. Right. In your house, it gives them a proper place to sleep for the night when yeah. you're not there or when you're not home, a place to be that's safe for them. Right. So it really is a good thing. And you can just Google indoor chicken coops. Right. And like I said, they're beautiful. Yeah, we saw some really pretty ones. So the other thing we were talking about is chickens need sunshine a lot. Right. We found that Casper's first girlfriend who was in the house with us was Carmelita. And Carmelita has since passed on. She was an older arcana that we miss every day. But Carmelita, after a while, she laid a couple of soft-shelled eggs. Right. She's getting a supplement. She's getting eggshell. Why, you know, where do the right. soft-shelled egg come from? And then we realized she can't metabolize the calcium without vitamin D. Right. Which and is so, the same with people. Exactly. And so we just started getting her outside very early and making sure she got a lot, enough daylight. And the eggs went back to normal. That was no problem. But if you have a house hen, I would imagine you really have to make sure she gets some vitamin D. Right. And if you have a house chicken, they're going to take more care. I would imagine that being a chicken, they're going to want a fair amount of outside time. So you have, you have to get them outside. And if, if they're can. living in your house with you, they're already bonded with you and... They, you're going to need to spend that extra time with them, whether right. it's outside. It's just like having a dog or a cat. The same goes for the cleaning. You know, a dog. You're, you're, if you're vacuuming for a dog or a cat, you may as well be vacuuming for a chicken. Exactly. In our opinion. In our opinion. Right. And I mean, I have an African gray parrot. I clean up after him. He's yeah. in the house. I've had guinea pigs. Right. It's the same difference. You just have to clean up after them. I had Australian shepherds that shedded a dog's worth of hair. Every I week. know. I know. <laughs> so the other thing we go back to are there are a few health experts out there that try to warn against chickens in the house because of bacteria. Yeah, salmonella is like the kind of bugaboo about chickens It is in the thing about chickens. Yeah. And if you're, you know, if you really keep them clean and everything, the, the one thing I was saying about that is if you have a chicken outside all the time and then you bring it in, there's higher chances of bringing in bacteria because sure. that chicken's outside. Right. But if you have a house chicken that's in the house all the time, the chances of that bacteria are far less. They're not running around in the chicken run. No. Sipping in chicken stuff. Exactly. And bringing it back in the house. I mean, if you take them outside, yeah, but... 
Yeah, exactly. So I don't even think that that should be a deal. I'm guessing, though, if you have maybe really young kids or elderly folks or immunocompromised family members, you might want to think about it, you know, be extra careful, have some plans in place. Chickens also produce a lot of dust. And if you're asthmatic like me, you probably have to do more dusting and vacuuming. But the other thing that we have talked about therapy chickens before, and we talked about Winston. Right. And the reason why they got Winston is because their son was allergic to dogs and cats, but not chickens. Right. So it is kind of an alternative to people who can't have other pets that can show you just as much love. And I keep going back to Jeannie always talking about, and it struck me so much when she said, yes, their brain is small, but it's computer chip small. Right. So it's many, many compartments of intelligence. That's true. So these animals whether they're a roo or a hen, can be inside. But the word of caution is if you bring a roo in, just know. He's going to crow. He's going to crow. He's going to need a little sleep mask over his eyes. Well, I I think probably you should either make sure his bedroom is soundproof or your bedroom is soundproof, one of the two. Well, once we moved Casper down to the basement, actually, he he tended to not crow until he could hear us moving around. Right. Because it was a darker space. Or you could get, like, the darkening, darkening shade. shades, right. That right. would keep more light out of your yeah. room if that's where you were. Right. So it, it's just a bunch of stuff. Now, I am really excited about the next guest that you guys are going to yes. listen to. Yes, We're going to talk to someone who knows house chickens very well. She knows house chickens, and many, many people follow her house chickens on Instagram. Yeah. Should we introduce her now? Absolutely. So we're going to talk with Jenny who everyone on Instagram may know as Lipstick and Chickens. And we sat down and talked with her. And let me tell you, I love that interview with her. Oh, it she's was fantastic. Am- it was amazing. And I really just love her. Her way she looks at house chickens is amazing. And just roosters in general and everything. Right. So we're going to bring that interview to you now. Here's Jenny. How are you doing today, Jenny? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. I love speaking out um, for house chickens, and any chance I have the opportunity to do that, I take it. We're so thrilled to have We're you. We're thrilled. We're so thrilled. Tell us about your boys. You have all boy house chickens? Uh, yes, I have two roosters that live indoors, Barth and Mitchell. Okay, and they tell us their breeds, and tell us how you got them, please. Yes, Barth is a white-faced black Spanish. He is a rescue. He doesn't have feet. I was... Um, on Instagram one day and I had a message in my inbox from a girl I went to high school with. She asked me if I knew anyone that could take care of special needs chickens because her mother had a rooster that had lost his feet in the winter. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. So she sent me a video and he was in terrible shape and I was at work and I told her to bring him down to my store. Okay. To work at Tractor Supply. Okay. Okay. Yes, they did. They brought him in a diaper box. Um, he had no, you know, shavings, and he was just in horrible, horrible shape. Oh, oh my goodness. And yes, he was thin as a rail. His eyes were sunken in, and he had open sores on his feet and his comb. Oh, oh my. boy. And did they tell you how old he was when you got him? I reached out to her after to find out how old he was and he was 13 months old when I brought him home. Oh wow. Hold it up. And how old is he now? He will be 
four uh, in March. Aww. Nice. So this is Barth, and he's the white face black Spanish, which we are in love with. One of our favorite of our types favorite of chickens right. Right. here at Coffee oh, with the Chicken Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and then your other indoor roo is the Silky. Yes, that's a Mitchell. He's still a baby. He was one in August, and he's a silky Sarama, and he only weighs one pound. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Oh, so tiny yes. and so cute. Oh, so cute. So we were talking about silkies in our breed spotlight and saying that often they are, the silkies and some of the more delicate bantams yes. tend to be house chickens for various reasons. And we were saying that they tend to have some of the most personable personalities <laughs> out there, but for lack of a better way of saying it, and they want to be with you like a dog or a cat would like to be with you all the time. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. They get very attached to their humans. Definitely. And they're just kind of snuggle bugs. So how many other chickens do you have? I have a flock of about 30 chickens indoor and out, but the majority are outdoor. Nice. Mitchell and Barth live inside full time, but also they have visitors like Eloise and Mia, which you'll see sometimes on my <laughs> Yes. The ladies come in and visit? <laughs> yes, they do. So, do the boys crow in the house with you? Yes, they do. <laughs> that is so cute. Oh, my goodness. And Mitchell is actually the loudest. He's the smallest, but size doesn't mean anything because he is half, I mean, excuse me, double uh, as loud as Martha could ever be. So, are they a good alarm clock? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, Barth waits respectfully until our alarm goes off. Nice. Mitchell does not. Mitchell <laughs> starts screaming uh, because he wants to be tucked in under the covers um, as soon as the sun comes up. Oh, how oh, cute. That is so cute. Do you have an indoor coop for them, or do they pretty much have free range? They have free range. Barth has a little area um, by my front door that's separated because Mitchell has a little attitude problem, little chicken syndrome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he likes to start with Barth, and Barth finishes it every single time. So okay. they get along, but I don't trust them to be together because, you know, Barth is stronger than Mitchell. Yeah. Right. Um, when, I'm not, when I'm not home, if an accident ever happens, you know, I would never forgive myself. Yeah. But um, they do get along. You know, they're obsessed with each other. I just... You know, I'm, I'm scared, too, to, to, to let them sure. together because, you know, and Barth hasn't been feeling well. I don't want Mitchell to get, you know, unnecessarily sick if it is contagious, which I don't think it is. Right. And so you um, like to take them out when you go for hikes and stuff, all the pictures we've seen. you They're so cute. Barth loves to be in the backpack, correct? Oh, yeah, they both do. And they get lots of attention when we go out. I bet they do. I'm sure they do. It's the cutest thing ever. And the other thing we have to mention is they dress to kill. Oh, my goodness. They really do have the best chicken wardrobes <laughs> ever. It's so funny. Anywhere I ever go, they're dressed up. You know, the vets and people just think I'm totally crazy, but they want to talk to me. They want to ask questions. Most of them have never even seen a rooster. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cut one. So it's, you know, educational for people. You know, it is. Think. You're helping give roosters a better name also, because sometimes people think roosters are always bad and they're not. And you're showing the sweet side and how they can be really loving. And I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. That is my main goal. You know, every picture, every video shines a different light on them mm-hmm. um, that, you know, society doesn't. Everyone 
it always hears, you know, like you said, that they're bad, they're nasty, they're mean. You know, that's not true. You know, just like any other animal on the planet, there's good and there's bad. And, you know, not saying that roosters are bad, but you have to understand what you're dealing with. People take the time to learn about their dog and their behavior. And people just don't do that with roosters because they think they're $2 and they're not worth it. They don't want to feed them. They don't do anything for them. And, you know, that's just not the case. And most people just won't kill them or lock them out of the coop or, you know, abuse them. And it just baffles my mind when I spend time with mine to think that anyone could ever treat them badly, you know. We yeah. totally, totally agree yeah, we with really, you. We're on the same crusade, actually. We really believe that roosters get a bad rap, and we're really trying to educate people on them. And, and one of the biggest things we want people to know, and one of the reasons we, we are enjoying talking with you, is that roosters have a job. They've evolved for thousands of years to have a job, and they have mega amounts of testosterone. But as soon as you take a rooster away from the girls and you eliminate that job, they're sweet as pie. They really make wonderful, wonderful pets. Yes. Absolutely. And there's a difference between protection and aggression. Exactly. You know, and if you're dressed properly with jeans and gloves, you know, you don't have to be scared of him. You know, he's more scared of you. That's why he's acting out. Usually. You know, Mm -hmm. there's precautions you should take. And, you know, I do recommend timeouts if they're giving you a problem. Mm -hmm. You can always um, separate them. Absolutely. And start your bonding process. And people, you know, like they said, they don't know or they don't want to try. But most people would try if they knew that there was a way to exactly. you know, do so. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we're trying to put out there. That message is, that's why we actually have a hashtag rooster sexy. We love to see all the roosters like strutting their stuff. That's so awesome. Yeah, and we love it. So we love your message. Thank you. So, and yours too. Oh, thank, thank you. you. So let's get down to the breast tacks, the really, the really practical stuff here. What do you want everyone to know about the practical side of keeping house roosters or house chickens in general? It's actually easier than you would imagine. You know, there is a stigma too. A lot of people have been keeping chickens inside for a long time, longer than I ever have. Yes. But they've been embarrassed to say so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Society says that's gross. You know, that's nasty. But for someone that has a gigantic parrot or budgies or parakeets are looked, you know, so good. It's like, oh, that's amazing. You're a bird owner. It's the same thing. It is. Both the avian species. And we were, we were just thing. talking about diapers, too, that they're so easy to get these days and can help with that situation I mean, of house chickens. House chickens are up and coming. They're on the rise and people aren't ashamed to say it anymore. So there's all sorts of things coming out and diapers being one of the most important. Mm -hmm. And they're so, you know, they're not hard at all. I actually learned a trick from one of the groups I was in. I line mine in press and seal. Okay. And it makes it so easy to clean up and it's really not a hassle at all. And, you know, roosters, they actually poop less than hens. Yes. Yes. So the only thing you have to do is make sure it's clean and that, you know, their tush is clean all the time because... You never want any old, you know, right. hanging around. And they're and usually timed, time. too. Yes. They're, they're you know, going to the bathroom is kind of timed. It can be. So, I mean, it's easy to clean up after. That's an awesome tip. That's one of the best tips we've gotten from a guest, I think. You can line so, your chicken diapers. That's fantastic. That's a great tip. It really is. And it cleans so nice. And then I just use baby wipes, and I have a separate garbage for them. And it literally takes me two seconds. And I only have to do it three to four times a day. 
So think about, you know, a huge parakeet and all the work that goes into that, you know, fresh chop and the seeds. I know. I have an African gray parrot. (laughs) Yes. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm obsessed with birds. I love them. I just want chickens to be seen as a equal. Exactly. Yes. We have both. We have all. So I have an African gray parrot who actually came from Ithaca, New York, a breeder in Ithaca. (laughs) My husband and I drove all the way up to get them. And, awesome. and then we have chickens also. So I definitely see what you're saying. And we're right there with you, especially special needs chickens. Yes. You know, yes. They, they they have a right to live also. Absolutely. Just because they have a special need doesn't mean that they have to die instantly, you know. So it's good exactly. to give them a chance. So right. all the, the first thing shouldn't be euthani- you know, euthanized. Exactly. Like the will to live is very large. And if you let them, you know, give them everything they need to heal they usually do yes that's yeah my first experience with house chickens as i said earlier was a rooster with severe bumblefoot that had surgery and had to stay in the house and he was absolutely adorable and engaging he followed my husband everywhere it was just a great experience all around and that sort of opened our eyes to house chickens and we're just absolutely thrilled that you came on today to tell us about your experience and you're such a good ambassador for the pet chicken yes you are you really are. And we enjoy you on Instagram, all of Thank your you pictures so and everything. I appreciate that. It's my main goal. And it's crazy. Once I got them, I never imagined, you know, where I would be at. But now it's my goal every day to just share them and their personalities. Oh, yeah. We say that all the time. My husband always says to me, you're with the chickens more than us. <laughs> <laughs> but they really are capable of so much emotion and, and love and love and bonding. They're just amazing They're creatures. Absolutely. Yes. yes. They get you up, they get you going, they get you out. Watching them thrive is healing. It's wonderful what they can do for you. It's really true. Definitely. Jenny, you are a delight. And all of our Thank listeners, you. if you're not already following Jenny, Find her on Instagram yes. at Lipstick and Chickens so that you can see the boys and some of her other chickens there. It's just, it's it'll make you happy. Yeah, <laughs> they make you happy seeing them. And we, you know, we love seeing the pictures and videos of them. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. And we will be looking out for more great costumes and pictures soon. <laughs> you take care, Thanks Jenny. Thanks. I hope I can come back again one day. Yes. Anytime. <laughs> okay, right. Bye-bye. 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 We just want to say thank you again, Jenny. You are an amazing ambassador for roosters and chickens in general. I mean, I loved it. That was fantastic. That was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. We'll probably try to get Jenny back on again soon. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so let's move on to cracking the eggs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Cracking the eggs. So this week we have a fun, fun recipe. We're going retro on this one. We are doing the floating island. This is one that is fancy, and it's a French recipe. (laughs) It's fancy. It's fancy. Yeah, it is absolutely fancy. And this was kind of made popular by Julia Child, you know, how the art of French cooking. Yes, exactly. Essentially, it's meringues poached in milk. Okay. And you float them in a vanilla custard sauce. That sounds really good. It is really good. Creme anglaise is what the vanilla custard sauce is called. We just call it vanilla custard in my house. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like meringue and vanilla custard. Yeah. That's what we have. But the presentation of it is usually really pretty. Like you, you have the cream with the meringue floating in it. You have some fruits and chocolate sauce. Traditionally, you'll see caramelized sugar. Oh, yeah. Some kind of caramel sauce. Sometimes a sprinkling of fruit or nuts. You can really get super creative And with you it. can make it your own. Like this are exactly. the recipes we bring to you. We like to bring them to you because you can change them up to what yeah, you want. Yeah, your own garnishes, whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. So if you're trying to do, say, just a dessert for two, right. you use three eggs. That's good. Right. And you're going to separate the eggs. And I love this recipe because you're not wasting any of the eggs that you're separating. You're using both right. ends of the eggs. The yolks are going to go for the custard sauce and the right. white for the meringues. If you want to double it, it's six eggs. You know, it's easy. It's easy, right? If your winter layers are, are starting to do their job now, you should probably have eggs for this. So, yeah, we were for a little while there, we we're trying to keep our egg count down on our recipes. But as spring comes in, we're going to cut that loose. Oh, yeah, we're going to go heavy egg recipes. Exactly. And egg quality really matters in this recipe. Well, because meringues are whipped egg whites right? and they're not cooked. Exactly. So, you want to make sure that it's the freshest of eggs or an egg that was laid and then placed, you know, and that's you not very. You can really taste it in this recipe, too. You can taste the egg itself. The freshness matters. The meringue is cooked a bit in this recipe just because it's 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 poached in milk, lightly poached in milk. But a recipe like this is where home fresh eggs are going to shine. Oh, totally. Yeah. So it's an easy one. It's something that can be whipped up pretty quickly. Yeah. Literally you whipped up. You can whip up. the custard ahead of time. <laughs> literally whipped up. I made up. a whip joke. <laughs> <laughs> you can make the custard ahead of time. Right. And then just do the... I mean, and just whip the, the meringue, right? <laughs> And to serve it, you're just going to pour some of that custard in a bowl. You're going to float the meringue on it, and that's where you can get super creative and make with your it garnishes. Your own. Yep. So much fun. Really easy, very retro. You can show off some of your vintage little bowls. That's true. This goes really well with vintage serving wear. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you do it, once again, send us we some pictures. Some photos. We want to see it. Okay, so are we ready to move on to our retail therapy? Yes, we are. <laughs> Okay. So we have a treat for everybody today. We have Ray here. Everyone might know her from Instagram as COVID Cluckers. Mm-hmm. We all are this lovely, great chicken community on Instagram. So we kind of know everybody by their Instagram handle. And Ray is the Maryland girl. Maryland. Woo! <laughs> Okay, okay, so we are going to talk today with you about a new product that you've been working on. Let's just give a little bit of a background about what's been going on. You, over the quarantine, became a first-time chicken mama. Yes, I did. <laughs> and it was the best choice I ever could have made. Yeah? How many chickens oh, yeah. do you have now? I have eight. Okay. Six of them are golden comets. I have a cream like bar and I have an olive egger that's a like bar cover orient mix. Oh wow. So, nice. nice. So getting the chickens and becoming a new chicken mama, you have come up with a pomade. Basically it's pom pom comb pomade. And what was your inspiration for coming up with this product? So over the summer, I started noticing my girls were getting, like, ashy combs. Mm-hmm. It's like they were coming in. And I started, like, experimenting with things that I could put on them that didn't smell. Because, you know, how chickens are with the respiratory issues. I don't want them smelling anything. And that's just how I kind of came up with it because I was tired of seeing them, like, look all ashy. And I was worried about, like, 
entrepreneur because like being a first time chicken mama, you're terrified of everything. Like you're scared right. of everything is going wrong. Everything that can happen, right. And so I ended up talking with one of the poultry docs over at University of Maryland Extension mm-hmm. at one of the seminars and I was asking questions about that and he recommended a mixture of coconut oil instead of Vaseline. Right. Because like if you think about when you go outside with Vaseline on your lips, your lips are still cold. They're just mm-hmm. now cold and kind of wet. So when he recommended the coconut oil, I was like, well, that makes sense. So I started off by doing this on my lips first. Okay. So I knew if it was, if it was good for me, it was going to be okay for them. And I, I just, I ended up naming it uh, my one chicken pom-pom. Okay. She's crazy. She's absolutely nuts. And, you know, I like alliteration, COVID cluckers, pom-pom, pom-pom-pomade. And then I added it, you know, just a little bit of like some hunt culture to it, I guess. For Baltimoreans, like with the whole hunt. So that's why I wanted to do it with a pomade versus like an aquanet or something like that. Sounds good. That's the whole reason why I came up with that. So again, just so we can let everybody know, is it 100% all natural? And what kind of types of ingredients do you have in it? It's it's all natural. I really looked into my ingredients. It's mostly beeswax with a, a little bit of coconut oil in it. The melting point is higher than like a chapstick. Okay. Because chickens, they run hotter than we do. They and do. I don't want it to immediately melt all over them. I want it to be able to take time to absorb into their comb. It just allows air movement, but it's all natural. I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, like I said, if I put it on myself and I'm not breaking out, I think it's safe enough for your chickens. Yeah. Everything that we put on skin, even on them, they're going to absorb, absorb. So we just have, you know, just make sure everything's good. 100% all natural. You can't go wrong with that. Where will you be selling? I'm going to have an Etsy shop, and it's COVID Cluckers on Etsy, but you can also find a link to it on my Instagram. I have it in my smart bio. Oh, great. With, like, the rest of the things that I work with. I'll drop the link to your Etsy shop in our show notes for this episode. Awesome. Thank you. Sure. So, does it have more than one use? Obviously, you're using it to condition the comb a little bit. Are there any other things you can do with it? It's actually antifungal. So, like, coconut oil actually is an antifungal. Mm-hmm. If you have, like, say, thrush, you should be taking coconut oil to help t- deal with that. But it helps with, like, ringworm and other little, like, funguses that could grow on their combs. Because, let's face it, that's out in the open all the time. Right, right. Like, it's not like they have feathers, and they can't really reach it to clean it. That's the whole reason why I came up with the stuff that I did. Okay. Um, and, like I said, you can also use it as a lip balm yourself. I mean... Chickens don't have lips, so they're not going to be able to use it as that. (laughs) It's a dual purpose for both the chicken mama and the chickens. (laughs) Perfect. That's fine. And a lot of the feedback I've got is um, uh, some of the ladies who have been experimenting for me also, they were using it on their hands, and they said it made their hands really soft. So I'm really excited about all of that. Very nice. So everyone will be able to find you on Etsy. This is a question that we like to ask everyone that comes on the show with us, and we just find it really interesting. What is your favorite breed of chicken? I actually really like them all. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've fallen in love with everybody's chickens. Like, I see your chicken on Instagram. I'm in love with it. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, I love mine especially, you know. I don't play favorites. I love them each, like, individually for different reasons. They all have such great big personalities. I love everybody's chickens. So I get excited when I see everybody's chickens all day long. It's kind of an unfair question because we don't have a favorite breed. There's no way we could choose a favorite breed. So we, we just, have multiples. Yeah. So we put everyone else on the spot, but we would not be able to answer this question ourselves. Well, and being new, I don't, I don't really know. Fair you enough. Know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just love my girls and I love everybody else's chickens. I would love to have a rooster one day. I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, but definitely. That's going to take a little bit of work. 
like the city, but yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show with us and bringing us your product so that we can get it out there for everyone to use and to moisturize with their chickens and themselves. We're, and it comes in this cute little tin. It's absolutely adorable. It is yeah. so cute. Mm-hmm. So look for COVID cluckers on Etsy. Yes. Again, this is the pom-pom comb pomade. And check it out. Yeah. You can't go wrong with something it that's going to moisturize good. the chicken mama and the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great talking to you, Ray. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, thanks. thanks. Bye-bye. 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 We just want to say thanks to Ray for talking to us today. Okay, so is that it for this week? No, we have one more thing to do today. Okay. We have to announce our winner of our giveaway that we have done with Ray from COVID Clockers on Instagram. And let's announce our winner. Okay. Congratulations to Ponzu's Garden. We'll be sending you a message. You'll be getting a message soon. And Ponzu's Garden, you won a coffee with the chicken ladies mug. (laughs) A pound of Iowa Blue Farms grubs, which are That's really nice. awesome. A beautiful bracelet from Rose and Magnolia, Magnolia Creations. And a tin of bomb from COVID Cluckers. Congratulations. So. We wrap it up now? We gotta wrap it up, man. Okay. So, what are we gonna be talking about next week? Next week is fantastic. We're gonna talk about Favreau's chickens. Yeah, they're so cool. Our main topic is roosters. Roosters. All about roosters. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Our recipe is your potato vegetable soup. That one's mine. With salt-cured egg yolks. Awesome. Yeah, it's really fantastic. And retail therapy is vintage roosters. You can't get better than that. It's like the rooster episode. It sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so before we get out of here, there's one more thing we should tell everybody. Hug your chicken? Every day. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. If you'd like to see more of us, please follow us on Instagram at Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help us grow the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to become a patron of the show so that we can bring you even more high-quality chicken content, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash coffee with the chicken ladies. Thanks for listening.